Hey, Jules. Hey, Ram. This will be our last recording on Wednesdays. Woo! Torrent Think Tank. We read your questions because reading your mind is just creepy. Welcome back to Torn Think Tank, everybody. As always, I am Rem, and I am here to guide you through our wonderful, wonderful hour, or hour and a half, or maybe even two hours of wonderful excitement. Sitting next to me, well, a thousand miles away, is the lovely and talented, and always my faithful co-host, Jules. Good evening, Jules. Good evening. It's wonderful to be here. Have you? <laughs> you said that like three times. I just had to make fun of you. I know, I'm saying a lot of things because I'm super excited because we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about today. We have and, a big show tonight. Yeah, and this is crazy because it's our last Wednesday show. Uh, we are moving to uh, Sundays to record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we found that going three nights in a row, hardcore, WoW-related stuff, uh, it's kind of tiring. <laughs> and what time do you normally get up in the morning? Well, I'm up about 6 o'clock, 6.30. Yeah. And I don't go to bed till maybe 12.30, 1 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, so having a, a night off in between in the middle of the week to go with my normal Friday night off will, <laughs> will prevent <laughs> burnout from both while and the show. <laughs> at least you can sleep in a little bit on Sunday. Well, I forget. You have young kids. But you can at least get a little bit of extra rest on a Sunday to be extra charged up for a recording. The little moves give me about a, about a half hour extra time on Sundays. <laughs> I call them little moves. Yes, well, you know, when they're that young, boy, <laughs> five o'clock in the morning is not unfamiliar to them. No, no, that's when they decide to come and shove daddy to the side and sleep next to mommy. Yeah, it's so party time. If I'm lucky, I don't fall out of the bed. <laughs> you need a king-size bed or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to record on Sundays, uh, Sunday nights, and uh, so that will actually help also with the leveling of my druid. I'm finding a lot of, a lot of problems finding time to, uh, to level him. You're a busy dude. I am. I'm very busy. And uh, yeah, so uh, so yeah, so this was our last recording on Wednesday. Hope I didn't scare anybody. Um, but uh, Jules, I am super, super nervous for our recording on Sunday. Yeah, that's right, because we're going to just do two, two uh, basically two recordings in one week, right? Is that why you're nervous? No. There's no? something much, much, much larger. Much larger than that. You want me to tell you what it is? I know what it is. <laughs> oh, well, tell I'll them. tell everybody. Yes, I, I told Twitter that I would have a major announcement for them soon. Well, here it is. A couple of weeks ago, I expressed my man love for the one and only Coltrane from Convert to Raid. And Coltrane sent me a direct message on Twitter. At that moment was the greatest moment of my life, aside from <laughs> my children being born. And he said he loved the show. And if he, we would, we would, he would be honored to be a guest on our show if we would have him oh well of course we would have coltrane <laughs> so ladies if you and had gentlemen, a heart condition you probably would have lost it yes yes that was that was huge so after some working with the schedules and moving my stuff around and getting jewels in order and having coltrane get his internet right we will be recording on sunday with the one the only the legendary coltrane 
so excited. This is going to be a blast. So yeah, episode six, it's going to be a Coltrane uh, featured Torrent Think Tank. He's going to answer questions with us and we are going to have, we're going to have so much fun. I'm so excited. He's doing the whole show with us. Yes. And he and I will become best friends afterwards. <laughs> and I'm sure he's going to want to move to Connecticut or out, out of Hollywood. And uh, we're going to hang out. It's going to be him, Fit, and myself. We're going to go to Yankee game stuff. It's going to be great. I have a new friend. You know you sound a little stalkerish right now. You do know this. I do sound stalkerish, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's... You know, that's you won't be lacking in excitement. That's the good thing. This show yeah. will not be lacking in excitement. So yay for Coltrane coming to visit Torrent Think Tank. I don't know if I'll be able to handle the opening. Well, maybe we'll have to work out something for that. I'm, I might be shaking with jitters. Mm-hmm. Embarrass myself. <laughs> it, it, it may very well be the last episode of Torrent Think Tank featuring Rep. Hell no. You may have to fire me. Hell no. <laughs> I can't do this without you. <laughs> well, I appreciate your support. <laughs> yes. No, it's you and me, babe. All right. Hey, you know, we did something else this past Sunday. We did, and boy, it was fun. It was. We did a special edition of Torn Think Tank, a Game of Thrones finale recap. And uh, on the show, we had two special guests with us. One of them was Arcane, the Fire Mage. Mm-hmm. Who was great, by the way. I'm glad he joined us. He wasn't scheduled to join us. No, he wasn't. But he sort of forced his way on the show. <laughs> no, Don't tell him that. No, he'll get I mad said... at me for saying that. <laughs> he is going to be mad because he kept asking me, are you, are you okay with this? And I said, of course. And he's, I said, the boys want you to be on. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't well, he... me. They were the ones who asked you to be on. <laughs> right. He said to you he wanted just to hang out on Skype to listen. Yeah, he just and wanted I to thought, hear what you're saying. Yeah, and I said – why would you just hang out on Skype? Just join the show. You <laughs> so, have a professional microphone, so well, let's go. Thank goodness for that, because we we kind of rearranged the room that I'm in and got that all set up, and uh, so that we could have the mo- the mic set up for between both of us. And uh, so <laughs> it was a very last minute switch, but he had a lot of fun doing it. We had a lot of fun doing it, and I thought it was a great addition to have the two people who have seen the show and not have read the books, and then the two that have read most, at least some of the books. Yeah, and our other guest, if you haven't listened to the show yet, you should, because it is the first appearance of the Legendary Fit. Yes, we brought him was, out. Yeah, we, we pulled him out <laughs> and forced him <laughs> on the show. And, it was bright light, but he yes. handled it. It was kind of like the Mogwai and the bright light, red light, red light. So <laughs> he was wonderful on the show, and uh, his insight really, uh, really gave us something to talk about. Uh, and we discovered that uh, with somebody like Fit on the show, we could do very many more because the guy is full of ideas and theories and so much knowledge of the all six books. It was, it was, it was a pretty insightful and uh, uh, very good time had by all. So. Definitely. If you haven't listened to it um, and you don't mind being spoiled because there's a lot of spoilers, there you should are. check it out. And uh, if there, I think we've had a pretty good response to it so far. We uh, have. And maybe we'll do another one on another show. I've been thinking too that you know we had mentioned that possibly doing a True Blood, and we've gotten some feedback saying that we would that they would love that. So um, we're thinking about doing some True Blood roundtables, not for every show for the season, but couple maybe a couple times during that season. So with the summer coming up and everything like that, schedules might get a little wonky, but we're gonna work it out. 
yeah, uh, we're, you know, we have a blast doing this. So the more times we have an opportunity to podcast and, and bring our soothing voices to your ear holes, uh, we'll, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Ear holes. Ear holes. Ear holes. <laughs> well, we're going to go from ear holes to eyeballs. Jules, I think you had uh, received a very nice email in your inbox today. Or was it yesterday? One heck of a transition. <laughs> nice I'm, job. This is professional podcasting, podcasting at its finest. You know, hey, whatever works. Um, yeah, it, I got this email yesterday. I just, I just about fell over laughing in in glee because I loved it so much. Um, and before I read this, I'm going to preface this to say that this email is in reference to episode two um, of Torn Think Tank when we talked about uh, a reader, reader, a listener who sent us an email. Um, about episode one and my comments about podcasts that I've listened to in the past and was recommending to Rem to get him started. Um, I had mentioned Scott Johnson specifically of Brog Pant Studios, um, a couple of podcasts that he does. I mentioned Convert to Raid and um, the reader was pretty upset that I um, was supporting someone who he, in his words, was really only in it for the money. Um, so we had discussed this and I got this email and I'm just going to read it because I think it's, it speaks for itself. Um, the subject line says in quotes, just follow your heart. That's what I do by Napoleon Dynamite. Hey guys, I am very happy to have discovered your show. You have great chemistry and definitely work well together. I wanted to quickly respond to an email you read on the show in episode two regarding podcasting and some of your influences. I think it's wonderful that you found inspiration in so many other great shows and have been able to bring that to your show. I was disappointed in the reader email when he described Scott Johnson and the Frog Pants team as being soulless and only in it for the money. It is very unfortunate that some asshat had the nerve to write in spewing this sort of ignorant, ignorant foolishness. I greatly am, admire a person like Scott who can take a dream and a passion and shape that into a career where he can make a living and support his family. There are so many shows out there that I dislike, and the best way to deal with that is to simply not listen to them. I encourage you both to continue being amazing and putting out such a great show. I look forward to many more episodes. Love always, Verosha, Elemental Shaman. Yeah, that's a great email. And we're not going here and just stroke Scott Johnson's ego. And the point of this email and and our response to the original email we got was that there's room for everybody. And just because you don't like something doesn't make make it wrong for everybody else to like it. Yeah. And And it's really nice to hear the support. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great job, Verosha. Thank you so much for that email. It was awesome. And, you know, I've... As we get further and further down this road in the podcasting world, it's amazing to me how many people listen to so many multiples of podcasts in their life, in their day, in their week. And um, it's just there's room for all kinds of shows out there. And again, as he so well said, Verosha said, there's room for everybody. And if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. That's what I said in episode two. And I, I stand by that. I still, you know. I'm going to put this out there right now. I think Scott Johnson is wonderful. I love some of the shows that he does. I don't listen to all of them, but I do listen to a good many of them. And I'm actually going to be attending the Nerdtacular event in a couple weeks. Kane and I are going to Salt Lake City to go to that. And I am super excited. So if there are any fans on on listening that are going, please let me know because I'd love to say hi. And <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I just this this email made me smile, and uh, so thanks, Rosha. We love you too. 
Is your torn Think Tank t-shirt going to be ready for Nerdtacular? No, it won't. I didn't do I didn't do that. You know, I felt like I felt like wearing one would be kind of fun, but you know, I'm going to someone else's podcasting convention. Oh, you know what? Get yourself a couple of white t-shirts for you and Arcane the Fire Mage. <laughs> Get a black marker and write Torn a Think Tank on it. Oh, with yeah. your name in the back, classy. Jules and Kane, and you can have a number one, and he can have a number 1.5. I love your ideas, but no. That's not right. If you want to <laughs> do it for me and mail it to me before the event, I might wear it. Jules, it's a white t-shirt and a black marker. How am I going to mail that to you? Oh, through the mail. <laughs> you might know something about the mail, Rem. I might. Hey, you know what? Let's do some news. <laughs> News so big, it's, well, big. All right, so it looks like the the bid cap has increased for the black market auction house. Yeah, I saw this, uh, I think yesterday came out, and it has now been increased to 999,999 gold. So just short of a million. Jules, how do you feel about this? You know, I think that the black market auction house has a good place in the market for people to get rid of the extra gold that they've been accumulating. But, you know, I know what's going to happen for the really desirable items. They're going to hit the cap. And as it's saying, once you bid that amount, no one can outbid you, but the auction will continue to run for the entire duration. So if it's a desirable item, like the Ashes of Alar, for example, which, let's face it, I would love to get – you're going to have to have that amount of gold to be able to get it. You're just going to have to. You know, I think the black market auction house is going to steal money from the stupid people. I think (laughs) the people who are gold capped are smart enough not to throw all their gold on one item when, because they're smart enough to make the gold in the first place. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it means they're not going to go throwing it away at, at frivolous crap when they can farm it themselves or, I don't know. It's, this is just weird to me. It was fine when it was two hundred and fifty gold, two hundred fifty thousand gold, but they've raised the cap to nine hundred ninety nine nine ninety nine ninety nine ninety nine gold. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't. This is just, this is just becoming weird to me for some reason, and I can't right put my finger on it. I just have a feeling that the people who don't have the gold are going to be the ones who are doing the most bidding on this stuff. But you know you're gonna be you're going to be knocked out of the market pretty darn fast if you don't have anything close to the bid cap in your bank. You're just you're not gonna be able to bid for it. So I I feel I I kind of disagree with you in a way because you're saying that the stupid people are going to go after this stuff. But if you're if you're smart enough and know how to you know if you're patient enough to be able to farm up that amount of gold then you'll be able to refarm that amount of gold to buy something else down the road. So it's probably just going to it, there's going to be a small percentage of people who can afford to get these things and then it's just kind of putting the rest of us back to where we were before, which is either you're going to have to farm it up yourself if it's like I keep going back back to Ashes of Alar because it's it's obtainable within the game but you have to have stupid luck to get it and it's pretty and it's gorgeous, but you know who's <laughs> going to continue to farm that because you need a raid group to do it. And whether you know, so for me, I'm looking at that, going, okay, well now it gives me another opportunity to get that. But how in the heck am I going to farm up that yeah. amount of gold with the time amount that I have in the game? I just don't have it. And you're smart enough not to blow up your gold on something that you could farm. 
but I'm, I mean, you know, I'm too lazy to go farm it. <laughs> well, I mean, our I guild, I, well, I mean, you got to not be lazy if you really want it. Our guild will run uh, a bunch of old world raids just for stuff like Ashes of Alar, you know, a couple times a month. Um, I mean, do you really think that the bid cap will ever be reached? Do you really all think the time. you think that somebody will go right out there and bid all their gold? Every time. You think so? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because think about how many tunes they've got, Rem. If you if you're going out there, you know, you, you've got time to be able to go out and farm. You can farm on multiple tunes a day, you know, so you, while your other tune is auction houses, you know, your auctions are going out and you've got a tune who can farm gold or farm uh, ore and you've got a tune that can farm herbs and you've got, you know, you can you can get yourself a whole community to be able to start farming stuff up for you. Well, let me Especially ask you this. You can do cooldowns on like transmutes and that kind of thing. Let me ask you something here. How about a different gold sink? How about the people, the players who have all the gold? What if they were able to sell their gold via the auction house to other players? Does that for make real sense? money? No, well, I don't know about real money. Well, let's talk about time. Time being a commodity. Time being a consumable. There's players who at gold cap who have time to farm the gold. Players like me who don't have time to farm gold, we should be able to use our resources to buy gold in a legal way, right? But how? what are you going to use to buy gold? You can't yep. use gold to buy gold. Probably have to be real money, huh? Yeah. Because yeah, I'm throwing crazy stuff out there. <laughs> I mean, you know, you need to have some kind of a, a commodity to be able to trade for the gold. And it's it'd be silly to say, I'll pay you a thousand gold for 10,000 gold. So it doesn't work that way. Um, well, with the real money auction house in Diablo... Well, mm-hmm. that's what it ever launches at this point. Yeah. Um, I think it would set a precedent for people be able being able to do things in game and selling for real money. So, I mean, it's logical for gold to follow and oh, sure. it would kill off the gold farmers and, I mean, the gold sellers and people stealing your account. Well, well at least sure. attempt to. I mean, I've heard about this on other shows, on their other podcasts, and I, I believe that some of the folks who have said the same thing that Diablo 3's real money auction house is a test to see if it would work for WoW. I believe that. I believe that if it works and it's it's successful for Diablo 3, that in a future patch it will show up for WoW. And it's a way for Blizzard to get a hold on the gold farming market and to allow players... You know, players will pay real money for in-game items. I have done it. I have paid for um, for mounts. I've paid for pets. I've bought them for friends. I mean, heck, if you've got WoW players as friends and you have birthdays coming up, it's like, hey, you want a couple mounts for your birthday? Okay. You know, That's- and I've done that for a couple of friends. So it's it, it's proven to work. Why not for gold? Yeah. Yeah, it just – the whole thing just strikes me as weird. 990 – the bid cap being all the way at gold. I don't know. It just It's just weird to me. I won't be surprised if that does get adjusted down a little bit because I don't think I've held more. I mean, I think having in my bags 35,000 gold is like the maximum between all of my characters that I've had. I just don't farm gold like that, but there are people that do it. People we know. People that we know. I mean, our (laughs) guild master is an, she is a master at the auction house. She knows, I mean, she doesn't do it as much as she used to, but on our server that we were on previously, she had that market cornered for a number of commodities. She had the, she just controlled the market because she had, there were so, there were fewer people to, to outbid her. 
We did an but, Occupy protest against her. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been absent that day. <laughs> she was hoarding all the gems and selling them in the auction house. And so we did an Occupy protest and we got some gems. So, He's kidding. He is kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. That actually happened. <laughs> Before we moved, we were looking for gems. And, uh, and she had them all in the auction house. So <laughs> she started pulling them off the auction house and giving them to us. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this. I thought you were kidding. No. Oh, I don't make stuff up. See, more things that Jules doesn't know. Right. <laughs> so, hey, did you notice that uh, they nerfed the raid again? Why, yes, because we were in it last night. Yeah. You know, we can now uh, leave more DPS on your Saj instead of going to kill you oozes. That's what I noticed. Mm-hmm. It's now at 25%. Uh, in Dragon Soul, so power of the aspect spell, 25%. I have been hearing debate on whether it's going to go to just to 30 or to 35. I think it's going to hit 35, personally. The 35 would be first week of August? Yeah. What's our bet? I think I'm going to win a hug. <laughs> You're going to win a hug anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we covered this already. No matter what happens, you win a hug. It's just a matter of who initiates it. Well, that's what you win. You you win the uh, the initiation of the. <laughs> Does Let's this talk mean about that. You... <laughs> Does this mean that there's going to be like finesse hug? Maybe like, here, you... new segment on the think tank. Uh, the 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 etiquette and protocol for giving hugs. <laughs> no, oh my I'm kidding. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> What's this next thing you got here? I haven't seen any of this. Oh, you know, there was a whole Q&A with Tom Chilton about PvP, and I just kind of pulled this one thing, which I thought was pretty significant. Neither Rem and I really PvP that much, so it's our show. We can talk about the amount of PvP that we want. <laughs> Damn right. But I thought that this was really interesting. It said, will there be a winter grass for a Tolbarad for Mr. Pandaria? And they said, no. We're deliberately trying to get people out into the world. And these areas ended up being like more like instance areas than world PvP. We don't want to create another one and have it result in the same sort of gameplay. With that being said, we've instead moved the bosses you would have found within an instance an instance like Barrett and Hold out into the world. We think that the allure of a boss kill is a great impetus to go out into the world and engage in PvP. I'm down with that. I think it's a you know it's going back to the way it was in vanilla with the world bosses, especially those freaking dragons. God, I remember walking up on one and being like, ah. I've never I've never saw the world dragon. I mean, I saw the one hanging out in Duskwood once when I was yeah. leveling through Duskwood, um, mm-hmm. but I never had the opportunity to kill one. I like this I because I don't like Tol Barad. Wintergrass was kind of cool because it had siege vehicles, and that was nifty for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And you get to break walls. And, and the idea behind Wintergrass was kind of neat. Tol Barad, just, it's been lost on me ever since it opened. You run around, you try to hold towers, and then you zerg one, you zerg one. It's just, if, if you're on a, a server dominated by the other faction, forget about it. Yeah, I know. And it's... I think that the the decision to make that zone, um, if you claim it, then you can have access to the raid, was a smarter was a smart idea, in, at least to to encourage people to go and fight for Wintergrasp or Tolbrad. So that was cool. It was a good way. It was a very good way to say, hey, you get to have access to a raid boss or raid bosses that will drop loot for you, but then you get into the new expansion and then they become ghost towns again. And it's content that just never gets touched again. Yeah, I haven't been to Wintergrass. Um, 
aside from farming serenite ore since since wrath Mm-hmm. So uh, but I'd be curious, though, the the world bosses, what the cooldown reset on them is going to be. Like if you kill yeah. one, yeah, how is it? Is it five minutes or is it going to be five hours before it respawns again? Really good question. And I haven't seen anything about this. That doesn't mean that I didn't miss it because Jules misses stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that it's probably going to, you know, what I think that is interesting is that they're trying to get those world bosses to encourage PvP even on non-PVP servers. Now, obviously, you're on a PVP server. You're, you two factions are going against this world boss. You're going to be fighting each other just to try to fight the boss. But what about us on an RP server? Are people? Do you think people are going to flag because they see someone of the opposite faction or a group from the opposite faction there to try and take away their kill? On on a server like ours, RP or PVE, I think this is what you'll see happen. You'll see a whole two factions running towards the boss, one faction tagging the boss, and the other one saying, oh, well, next time, and walking away. You don't think that there's going to be some nerd rage on that? Well, I mean, unless you automatically get flagged for PvP when you get into the boss's area. Oh, that's an idea. Yeah, because you can't attack somebody who's not flagged. And if the the team that goes and tags the boss isn't flagged, what are you going to do? Ooh, you know, if they if you're if you're actually going to go into combat with the boss and it flags you for PVP, that could make things really easily. Imagine getting ganked by a rogue from the opposite faction you can, while, while you're, you're trying to yeah, or <laughs> I'm standing back there healing the tank to try to, you know, stay out of the bad and all of a sudden it's like, "Oh gosh, I'm stunlocked." Yeah, then then you know, if 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 it flagged you for PVP as soon as you entered the zone, that would be kind of cool because then you have to go in there thinking, do I want to go in with my resilience gear? Well, there is no more resilience gear. My PvP gear with the PvP, uh, the new PvP stats, don't don't even ask me what they are. Yeah. Um, or do I want to go in there with my raid gear? <laughs> so that's, that's a really good point. And I yeah. I would be I would probably be discouraged by doing it just because I don't want to have to juggle the whole PvP side of it. And, and then try to work through killing a world boss because there's some, you know, there's some rogue who's decided to stunlock me in the back while um, while we're trying to kill the boss. And then all of a sudden you've got a whole you've got a whole zerg of alliance players coming in and they're like, you know, they're they're going to try and take you down so that you despawn from the boss and they can take it. Yeah, I think not being a PvP player myself, it would be a neat idea for the first three times. <laughs> and then it would kind of be, is anybody tagging the boss? Yes. Okay, let's do it another time. Yeah. and But, you know, if that boss has, like, the top tier loot that you need, probably going to be more compelled to stay and try and fight for it. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you know, if it's dropping tier shoulders or something like that, I don't know. I don't know if that can be, if that's even fair to being the only way to get a certain piece of gear, though. Oh, no. I mean, I remember being in Baird and Hold and you'd still be able to get you could get a tier piece. I think it was a tier piece, wasn't it? You get a tier Um, piece or some PVP gear. Right. And there was tier pieces dropping that you didn't have to wait to try to get in a token, a token in the current tier raid. So Mm -hmm. it was an it was an extra opportunity. So hopefully that would be the same idea is that those world bosses would give you an, an extra opportunity to get maybe your your tier shoulders or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought I was going to say something, but I'm I'm not because I okay. forgot. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I remember now. Um, you know, world PvP. I this whole idea of encouraging more PvP 
in the world. Isn't that what PVP servers are for? Or, or PVP servers not PVPing anymore? I mean, because if I want a PVP, I'll queue for PVP or go to a PVP server. And I, I don't, I don't understand the the need to encourage world PVP because a few people who remember it from vanilla want to do it again. And this yeah. actually, this will go back to a, a debate topic later in the show. So maybe I'll hold on to that. Okay. Well, I can. I'll hold my thought then. Yeah, let's hold that, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. Okay. Um, all right. So, I mean, have you been an MMO, MMO champion today? Today I was. Um, I'm not quite sure what you're referring to, though. Well, if you could bring it up in your web browser, I want to talk about the celestial human model that was data mined. Oh yes, I did see this. I did see it. What what in specifics did you want to talk about? I don't even know what it was for. <laughs> is this well, is this Algalon? What's going on here? I don't. This is kind of crazy that they data mined a celestial human. It's not a yeah. mount. <laughs> I mean, oh it, ew. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not a mount. <laughs> the last celestial humanoid we've faced was Algalon. So I don't know. Is this some type of lore thing? Or are we going to be fighting a celestial? Me. Maybe I. It's kind of weird, and there's, there's nothing else to go with it other than the model. So it's, it's kind of should probably find a lore person to have on the show sometime. Yeah, I actually I was on MMO Champion. I saw that, and I was listening to the music for the pet battles. They have that out there. Oh my god, it sounds like a Super Nintendo game. Totally does. They have that for um. They have the human pet battle music, and then they have the orc pet battle music, and. I just cracked up because like there's this there's this part in the orc one it's way towards the end that, of the the video and all of a sudden it switches to this like it sounds like a a movie <laughs> this is like crazy <laughs> it was so cool i mean it sounds very much like a nintendo game yeah and i, that I really can't i am really i have to say i have i'm really excited to see the pet battle system i might get kind of addicted to this and i didn't think i would like i hear people talking about the farmville thing which has i have no interest um but this pet battle thing this could probably suck a lot of time out of my day <laughs> would would you play the pet battle system if it was on your mobile phone i would i've heard I, this going about in, in other podcasts and yep. people have the theory that this may grow into um a separate platform game well not separate platform a mobile game that would in that would um, integrate with your wow experience as well. Well, I'll qualify my yes to say that, you know, it, it, I'm sure that something like that would have a, a monthly fee or a charge to it. So I would try it in game first and see if I liked it. And if it was really fun, I could see that being an app for my yeah. phone. Sure. So I don't, I don't know how I feel about pet battles because I, I was never a Pokemon. I, I person, I just missed all that in my age group. Um, or maybe I did just ignored it. I don't know. Um, but so I, I'm not really sure how I feel or how I, if I even want to try. I probably won't. I'm probably too busy doing getting to 90. I know. I'm I'm <laughs> gonna feel very torn when when Mist comes out because I'm gonna too know much that to I, do. I know, and it's gonna be. I'm really gonna be like, oh, I want it. I want to level a Panda Monk, and I'm gonna. I want to level Jewels, and I want to do all of this other stuff, and um. It's going to be it's going to be tough. I mean, with all the other things going on in our lives too, trying to balance that and the amount of time that we get to play WoW, it's like, <gasps> what am I going to do first? Do you <laughs> think Do you think this expansion will be especially hard on raiders? Not hardcore progression world first raiders, but raiders like like us and our team who have a certain amount of time to play every week. 
are focused on progression but have always been looking for something else to do as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the addition of so much extra stuff to do will affect raid teams in a slightly negative way? You know, I have a feeling that there are going to be some raid teams that may get off to a slow start and get, you know, just to get into the content because they're going to be taking the time to kind of explore things and maybe roll an alt, make a panda, um, try the pet battles, all those things that you're doing out there in the world. And then, you know, there's a lot, there's quite a bit of work that you've got to do to get yourself raid ready. Yeah. And the time that you've got to commit to be able to level your character, run through instances, make sure you've gotten everything that you can get for your character, your gear, your enchants, your mats, all of those things that you have to do to make sure you're raid ready. It's like right now, as in Cataclysm, you can get yourself raid ready in a matter of, you know, Days. two weeks. Yeah, yeah, two weeks if you're if you're slow. Because if you got your character up to 85 and you've got time to run heroics and then you've got time to get yourself geared if, up that way, yeah. If you're 85, you're going to be an LFR in a day and a half. And I, well. Well, I mean, you think about it. If, if you if you devote your time to running a few dungeons, you get yourself some justice points, buy yourself some 378s, take the valors you earn to buy some 397s, you're going to be at the 372 threshold very, very quickly. Before that, even being at 353, so you can get into the Hour of Twilight heroics. Yeah, see, I'm, I've been doing this with my priest, and granted, I haven't been putting a ton of time into playing her, but every weekend for the past three weeks, I've been trying to put myself into dungeons, heroic dungeons to run, and I haven't even qualified my gear yet for for Hour of Twilight dungeons. You're doing it point. wrong, Jules. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going in there, <laughs> and I'm going, I mean, I, but I have to, you know, I'm trying to amass the Valor points and the Justice points well, to buy better you, gear. Have you bought the Valor bracers and boots? With your main and sent them off? That would have been smart, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would have. <laughs> no. So, before we move on, I'm just going to close this one up here because we have other things to get to. I do want to say good luck to 25-man raid teams. You think it's hard now fielding a 25-man. Wait till the the extra players have other things to do besides raiding. <sighs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think I think 25-man raiding is... It's on its way out. But you know, 25-man rating has survived through, what, Burning Crusade, Lich King, Catac- three three expansions so far. It's barely surviving now, Jules. Well, barely. I mean, I, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> well, I mean, sharing the same lockout between 10 and 25, where's the incentive for doing your 25-man rate? No, it's it, true. That, that part's true. The gear is the same, um, and, and the work is more. That's going to make a big difference. I had forgotten about that part. Yeah, One one of our raid team uh, members suggested, hey, maybe we should do 25-man raids. I said, no. No. No, no, no. no. I have hard to no. <laughs> <laughs> So you have a new segment that you introduced on the Twitter. And since we don't have Kane to record a bumper for us, so I'm going to do it. You ready? Got it. Tell us one thing. Explain it. <laughs> That was pretty awesome. Um, (laughs) So our new segment is called Tell Us One Thing. Rem and I are here to answer your questions about World of Warcraft and stuff in general, about the game and MMOs and life in general. And I thought that it would be really nice if we gave you guys the opportunity to ask us what you want to know about your hosts. So tell us one thing is a new segment that we'd like to keep going forward. And you can send us questions and say, hey, 
Rem or Jules or both of you tell us one thing about, and it can be pretty much anything. Um, it can be, tell us one thing about the game. Tell us one thing about your life. Tell us one thing about, um, where you're going on vacation, (laughs) something like that. So what's really nice is we got a bunch of responses over on Facebook and on Twitter and we're really excited. So I'm going to start with the first one. All right. From Sabrina on our Facebook page, she says, Jules, tell us where in Wisconsin that you live, mostly because I grew up on the Illinois-Wisconsin border. So, Jules, tell us what part of the dairy air you're sniffing. You're brave, Jules. (laughs) Well, I live in Middleton, Wisconsin, which is right outside of Madison. Um, Her full name is Jules the (laughs) Torin. (laughs) You can find me in the phone book. Um, That's right. Under the torn. <laughs> Under the torn. It's like the like the Mick Allister. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Middleton is actually, it was voted one of the best places to live. Actually, the best place to live by Forbes magazine a few years ago. But she's moving to Madison. No. No. Oh. No, I live in Middleton. I work That's in a... Madison, but I live in Middleton. I said and... moving. I know, but that makes no sense. I'm not. <laughs> dork so so yeah that's where i live um great little town it's a uh it's a wonderful place to live and uh it's very similar to where i grew up in new jersey um in terms of like this very kind of family friendly community very uh very good schools all that kind of thing so very pretty i love our i love our town and uh so that was that was this one I have I have another question basically for me from our friend Scorpion Ride Wow on Twitter. They're all for you, Jules. No, they're not. All of these are not for me. Just these no, two. All for you. <laughs> no, you're answering some of these, dude. Um, <laughs> says, tell me this: Have you been on Moon Guard lately, Jules? Because I think I have a theory about you and Arcane. I'd like to answer this one. What? I'd like to answer this for you. Can okay. I? I guess. Jules has been on Moonguard in the past couple of months. She was on Moonguard with myself and Kane and our GM as we were looking for a new server. I suggested Moonguard. <laughs> so like, we rolled. Hey guys, let's go check out Moonguard. You gotta go check out Moonguard. So we rolled level one humans and we went into Goldshire and we have never been back. <laughs> I. I was so traumatized by that experience <laughs> that I, I'm sitting there going, why are we here? Why much are we love, here? much love and much respect to all you role players out there. But you guys in Moonguard, some of you are just plain crazy. Well, and we should clarify, anybody on Moonguard knows you don't go near Goldshire. You just don't. You're crazy. <laughs> but of course, like Rem's like, let's go to Goldshire. So we did. And um, yeah, so those those alts got deleted so fast. <laughs> I thought I knew what I was going to expect. I yeah. thought I knew. You I had, had no idea. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I will I can't go into specifics because this would be an X-rated podcast. So yeah, I was pretty grossed out. And I'm not very I'm not faint of heart, but I ew. think it was a Saturday night too. <laughs> Saturday night in Moonguard. No, no. Check it out. So, sc- like sorry, it. Scorpion Ride. The only time that I've been there is on a level one alt, and uh, I've never been back. So, <laughs> I hope <laughs> you're feeling better, Scorpion Ride. I know yeah, you've been no sick, kidding. So. I know you've been very sick. <laughs> Get better um, soon. Yes. 
So, okay, so next one was from Nicole on Facebook. I'm curious to know what the biggest new mistake you guys remember making. Example, I used to use int plate on my DK because I didn't want my character to be dumb. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. <laughs> Do you have one for this? I When I first started playing, I was a rogue tank. Oh, no. Yeah, I was I was the tank for my guild as a rogue. They all thought it was a great idea. <laughs> I said, so Rem, you go tank. This. Yes, so they encourage the leather-wearing rogue to tank the mob. Oh, yeah, we'll heal you. Don't worry. The warrior over here is going to go DPS. So it was me being a noob for listening to my noob-ass guild. <laughs> yes, rogue tank for the win. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> about oh. you, Jules? Yeah, I have one. <laughs> Uh-oh. This is so embarrassing. Okay. So when I first started raiding, very first time raiding was in Burning Crusade. I was playing a paladin healer at the time, and um, her name was Jessamine. I was so new that I just did not have a really good sense of all of my talents, all of my skills. I mean, I was good at healing, but I was kind of a hack at it. I was really just confused and we were so nervous to be raiding that it was just this whole jittery thing. Anyway, it was, we used to raid and I'm not kidding. We used to raid until from like eight o'clock my time till about 2 AM my time. Every, it was almost, tw I think we were doing twice a week. Needless to say, my days at work were like zombie, just like zombie days. But anyway, it was getting to the end of the night about one 30 in the morning. We were on, we were in um, Karazhan, and we were we were in Karazhan getting ready to do a, the the dragon fight, this the skeleton dragon fight. Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, standing there explaining the fight to everybody, getting myself ready, and I was looking at my buttons. I was going to buff myself, and I hit my divine intervention, the DI button, and at that point, DI would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so I hit it. And I immediately collapsed to the floor, <laughs> dead. And my GM goes, Jess, what happened? And I was like, um, I died myself. <laughs> <laughs> Vent just exploded in laughter. <laughs> they had to res me. I was laughing so hard and I was so bright red that I was so embarrassed I could barely heal. It's just, I couldn't believe that I had done this. And it was like right before we were going to start the fight. So they had to just get me off, rebuff. And I was, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> so that was definitely a huge new mistake. Because I was just like, da, 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 da. what? I'm dead. Oh, I miss that spell. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. It'll kill you. Um. So yeah, no, I. that was my big noob moment of the that time I can remember. I had a whole lot of them, but I'll save them for future podcasts because, um, I, I yeah, I did some stupid stuff. We'll do another show. We'll call it Jules's noobishness. Oh God. No. We'll, we'll need an hour and a half for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So we have another one from Cat via email. Tell me this: What hobbies do you two share in common besides WoW? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If we know. I mean, we definitely we play we play WoW together. We um we do podcasting apparently. Yeah. Um, we, we like do all same, our hobbies together. I know. <laughs> we like the same TV shows. Um, 
But really, honestly, a, like a lot of my hobbies revolve around gaming. You don't play a lot of the other games out there. Like I like Mass Effect and Dragon Age. And, yeah, I'm not really a gamer. I'm, I mean, everybody are, else, everybody else is. But I just play WoW and the occasional ten minutes on Diablo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I've played uh, some some of the Batman Arkham Asylum, and um, I played Mass Effect Two for a little while. I just I've got so much going on with in real life and then in wow and now with podcasting it just i don't have time for other games just time time is the thing i don't have too much of and And i commit most of my time to this and to wow and to trying to spend some time with arcane when we get a chance we like Um, hibachi yes (laughs) yeah i don't know if that's a hobby but yeah it's something we have in common well it's kind Um, of a hobby you go to well no it's not a hobby at all (laughs) Going to eat uh, Japanese food as a hobby? Yeah. <laughs> I guess if not. If it is, then you're not probably going to be very fit. I think fit. Huh, legendary. Um, I think we can answer this question best by saying we have a lot of interests that are similar. Yeah. Which makes us good friends mm-hmm. and better podcast partners. Yeah. And the day that we discovered that we both had a dream to be on radio when we were young really cemented this this relationship of podcasting together so um it this is an a, this is like a huge new hobby for us that it takes up a lot of time but it's you know we share two major hobbies together yeah yeah so so yeah so besides wow they're i don't know podcasting <laughs> sorry cat <laughs> i wish we had a better answer for you but um yeah I mean, I just, I don't have a lot of time anymore. I've got a nine-year-old stepdaughter. And so there's just so much that you have to do, you know, get home from work. You've got to do all of the kid-related stuff. And, you know, there's stuff that she's doing. Um, and, and, you know, you same thing with you and the kids. I mean, it just, it doesn't leave a whole lot of room to do other stuff. My water heater broke today, so that was fun. That's not a hobby either. Well, I don't know. Vacuuming out my basement and drying it out is kind of a hobby because I do it so much. <laughs> That's another show. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Rem and Jules on Home Improvement. Ew. Count me out. No. That's, that's something I do not do. I, <laughs> not do I am not a do-it-yourselfer at all. Hire <laughs> someone to do it. <laughs> that was a weird noise. Um, what's our, we, have, we have another question? Yeah. I didn't hear a weird noise. I made a weird noise. Sorry. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> So the last question we have is from the Dark Moon Herald podcast on Twitter. We're having fun tonight, aren't we? We are having fun. I'm just we're celebrating our last Wednesday. Yay! <laughs> so sorry, guys. We're super goofy tonight, but it, I guess it makes a better podcast. Um, <laughs> we hope. We'll find out. You'll tell us. Um, so they, uh, Dark Moon Herald on Twitter asks us, as guild leaders, what is the one time where you completely botch things up? A leader suck moment, if you will. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, God. I can't answer that one, Jules. Why? I can't answer that one without angering people. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, the one thing about I, – I can give you an answer because it's there's one thing that I did outside of the current guild I'm in, outside the game that I'm in, so I can actually apply it. But, you know, one of the things about being good guild leaders is to not share your, your dirty laundry. <laughs> You know, you're not going to tell people exactly what you did or something like that and your decisions behind the scenes because that's not good for the guild. But I've got one, so I can kind of save your butt here. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, 
before I started playing WoW, my first MMO was City of Heroes, um, superhero game that Kane got me to start playing the very first MMO I've ever played. And um, in the guild that we were in, I worked my way up with him. We were friends at the time. We weren't married or dating. Um, we worked our way up to being officers of the guild that we were in. It was an RP guild, so we did officer and guild meetings in character. So we were doing a, 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 uh, a meeting, and there was another officer in there that none of us really enjoyed spending time with because she was kind of a, an annoying person, one of those people who was just very pretentious. And in her character would do a she... So the guild master would be talking during a meeting in character and her every like two or three sentences, this girl would emote the words jot, 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 jot. Like she was jotting something down. And I had a private channel with Kane and another friend of ours who we kind of agreed that this girl was really annoying. We were all officers at the time. And I typed something in what I thought was that channel, which was not very flattering about this person, this officer. And it wound up going to the guild. Nice. Yeah. Way to go, Jules. Not a proud moment of mine at all. Now, this was like seven years ago, and it it caused a lot of issue. I was I was mortified and I was, uh, you know, there was there was no excuse that I shouldn't have done it. And. What it taught me is, number one, hold your tongue if you don't have anything nice to say. Number two, make sure you know where you're typing before you type something. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I I mean, it was immaturity and it was stupidity. And I looked I looked terrible. I looked like I looked like a complete ass and I felt like a complete ass and I felt terrible about it. You know, it's a lesson learned. And I, to this day, I remember that moment like it was yesterday. So even if we are sitting in an officer channel talking about something, I I do not say something until I've checked to make sure that I know where I'm typing it and that I'm choosing my words very carefully. And so it taught me a good lesson. So that's a good story. I would like to say something to Dark Moon Herald. If you yes. don't listen to their podcast, please listen to their podcast. It's great. Yes. Um, first of all, one of the agreements we had with our guilds and the officers is that we would never betray the trust of the guild. So uh, having been an officer for, what is it, a year now, I, I have my moments of substitute and things I've screwed up on. And I hopefully have admitted to all of them and made amends. However, I'm not at liberty to share them. <laughs> So one day when I retire and write my book, you can read about all my my exploits and horrible things I've done. <laughs> Until then, I will have to keep them to myself eh, just to keep everybody safe and, and like I said, not to betray anybody's trust. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yep. Thank you. I would also like to say, Dark Moon Herald, Apsana, and Kevin, I have been working on my side show of Suck for a few weeks now as my dog just runs into the room. I can hear him. <laughs> Yeah, I've been rehearsing this speech for weeks, and he's ruining it. <laughs> okay, so I have been working on my sideshow of Suck for a couple of weeks, and I am ready to share it with you. Let's get it done, Dark Moon Herald. Dark Moon Herald with Rem and Jules. Come on. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> subtle, Rem. Very subtle. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was fun, Jules. Thank you for sharing that. I hope we can do that again. 
guys, tell oh. us if you like this, if you want to hear more. And if you do want to hear more, send us, tell us one thing. And um, you can send it to a questions at torrentthinktank.com or on Twitter. Sorry, I had to unmute myself as I tell my dog to lay down. This is embarrassing. <laughs> hey, hey, Fit, are you listening? Yes, I am here. Fit, I would like to bring you on to the show for a moment. Is that okay? All right. Yes, greetings, my bovine friends. Hi, how are <laughs> Hello, you? Hello, legendary. Fit, you had said something to me in game a couple of days ago. And it's something that kind of surprised me because when Mists of Pandaria was was announced, you came at it with a very negative impression. You weren't looking forward to it. You weren't looking forward to pandas. And you weren't looking forward to all the happy, joy, joy, fun, fun stuff that was going on. So you whispered me the other day and you said, dude, I am really looking forward to Mists of Pandaria. So I want to know what changed your mind? How come you're so looking forward to the new expansion now? Well, see, okay. Nothing changed. I am as ambivalent and unimpressed about the premise of the expansion as I ever was. Uh, I'm not enthusiastic about pandas. I'm not enthusiastic because I I feel that they're pandering to the Asian markets. Um, And, and while that may kind of sound a little bit of a, a little offensive, uh, that that's just the way I feel. Um, what I am excited for is the gameplay. I'm excited for the mechanics. That's that's the type of person I am. I'm I'm a person who's uh, who's interested in mechanical stuff, in in you know putting out the biggest numbers I can, and so and so I'm I'm excited for a new challenge. I'm excited to uh, to explore this, uh, this these new challenges with you know this group of friends that I've uh, that I've developed over the past few months, and so uh, and so that's what I'm starting to get pumped for. But as far as the story goes, as far as the panda goes. Still not very enthusiastic about so that. So you're mostly excited about the new gameplay. Exactly. And exploring the new world. Exactly. You know, and, and you know, months ago when I was not excited about the expansion, there was still a lot of stuff that we had yet to accomplish within the Cataclysm. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like we're we're starting to get pretty close to the end here. I mean we're we're halfway done with the heroic bosses. Um and so, uh, and so, you know, I, I don't know if we'll ever really, you know, have an opportunity to get through the spine because I hear that that fight is just an absolute pain. But, uh, you know, so, so I, like I say, I feel like we're kind of reaching the end of uh, the entertainment that we're going to drive as far as new stuff it goes with Cataclysm. So, so the potential for uh, a lot of new exciting things to do definitely intrigues me at this point. What about um, things like pet battles? Um, I'll probably give it a try. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, 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 a lot of it will depend on, you know, the implementation of it. Um, and if it's just fun for me, I'm, I'm not much of a collector. You, uh, go ahead. so, so I'll, I'll have, I'll have to try it and see. I, I, I don't know. I'm deliberately staying away from, you know, reading too much about specific things. I'm, I'm, Staying away from the beta because because I want to be able to explore it fresh and new when it's ready for me to consume it. How about um, playing a monk? Are you looking forward to that at all? Absolutely. Like I say, new mechanics. Right. It's you know an entirely new class to learn. Okay. So um, I'm curious when you say you're not excited about the story, what in particular about the story? Or is it just pandas that you're not feeling? It's pretty much just pandas. Yeah. I, I I'll actually be honest. I don't I don't even know what this really what the story's going to be much of other than uh we're exploring pandaria because apparently that that it uh it builds up the war between uh the alliance and the horde um 
so so I yeah I I don't know enough really to be excited and uh, and, and like I say it's the pandas I'm just not not feeling. If it. you weren't on our raid team with legendary daggers and if you weren't the legendary fit and you were just a regular wild player and you saw pandas, would you be one of the crazies on the forums proclaiming that you hate the game and you are going to quit because of pandas? Absolutely not. No. Okay. No, I I I'm I'm not that type of person. Um, yeah. If if some if if a game does something that I don't like or am not interested in participating in, I'll just walk. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bitch and moan about it. Okay. I I'm glad you came on and talked to me about this because I thought it was very interesting. Your your attitude had shifted so dramatically. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> glad you could join us. Maybe we can you can join us again sometime. I'd I'd love to. Not on Sunday because we have. Uh, we have Coltrane. Yes, yes, I know the the legendary Coltrane. Well, no, there's only one legendary fit, but actually, you you were the one that referred to him as the legendary Coltrane, and no, that's legendary. That that didn't hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> <laughs> Jules, do you have any questions for Fit about uh, about the expansion and how he's feeling? No, because you no? just had him answer everything. Okay, all right. I think it'd be fun <laughs> to put him on the spot here. Thanks, Fit. Thank you for having me. Goodbye. Bye, Fit. Slash Moo. Slash Moo. I love Fit. I love Fit too. I had no idea what you're going to ask him here because you keep me in the dark. Well, I I didn't. Well, I didn't mean to keep you in the dark. I just never had a chance to tell you about it. That's fine. I no. I, I liked what he had to say and I like what you had to ask him. So I just sat back and let you guys go. Yeah. See, it's funny. I've been excited about the whole thing from the start. So I've I've, I've talked to a few people who haven't been, and to hear him change his opinion like that, uh, it was it was kind of interesting to me. So I figured it'd be fun to have him talk about it. Yeah, it's a really good idea. I, I honestly, I don't know of anything that would make you not be excited about an expansion. Yeah. So, um, I just I wanted to talk about a couple things with you, Jules. Okay. There's a couple things that happened during the week. Um, mm-hmm. if have you ever have you ever heard of Warcraft Less Traveled? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, that's Skolnick who does that. You can find Skolnick uh, at Skolnick Who on Twitter. And I think he also has at Wow Less Traveled on Twitter as well. Yeah, I think so. A few weeks ago, he did a Warcraft Less, um, yeah, Warcraft Less Traveled. Yep. On um, on all things Azeroth in that podcast, and he talked about the Echoes of Lordaeron. And I had always wanted to check this out, and I finally got the opportunity to do it the other night. Uh, the, the Echoes of Lordaeron are: if you go into the ruins of Lordaeron above Undercity, and you go to the bell tower down the hallways into the throne room. If you stop for a moment, you can actually hear echoes of Lordaeron. <laughs> yes. In the bell tower, you can actually hear the bells ringing for when Arthas returned to Lordaeron. And then down, down the hallway, there are dead rose petals on the ground, and you can hear crowds cheering as Arthas would walk down the hall. And all these scenes were in Warcraft 3, I believe. I've never mm-hmm. played Warcraft 3, but I mean, Fick could probably tell us. Yeah, I've were. never played it either. <laughs> and as you get into the throne room, and if you stop and listen for a moment, you can actually hear the argument between Arthas and his father, Terranus. And then you can also see a blood stain on the ground from where Terranus's crown fell. And that left is so neat. It, is, it was so creepy, yet so moving. I just, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it. I I was just so, so in, 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 enthralled by the moment. It was just, it was... I was speechless, and I'm speechless right now talking about it. <laughs> you had to turn up your ambient sound pretty high to hear it, though, right? 
Um, I have this, the whole game sound playing. Now, if you turn the ambient sound all the way up and the music down, you can hear everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was intended to be heard that way, so I left my sound alone. And I heard, I heard the the you could you can hear it. You can't really make out what's going on, but you know what's happening. Yeah. And I think that helps the creepy factor. And uh, and it was it was really really neat. So cool. I I encourage you and everyone else to go check out um, the echoes in Lordaeron. And also check out Skolnick's podcast, his minicast, the uh, Warcraft Less Traveled. Yeah, he really spends a lot of time finding the off-the-beaten-path places in the game because, it, 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 let's face it, we don't spend a whole lot of time in the world these days. So maybe it'll give you something to do for people who are bored in the game, need something different to do, and you like the the design of the game. That's a great way to pass the time. Yeah, and there's so many other great little little things here and there. Like uh, if you watch the TV show Lost, there's a little uh, there's a little hatch to be found in Sholazar Basin, <laughs> and it's got all the numbers that are just one digit off. I oh, found that geez, one. Yes, yeah, I remember I found, this. Yeah, I found that on my own a couple of years ago. But when Skolnick did a did a, a while less traveled on it, and uh, it was kind of neat to hear him talk about it. It's like, oh, I found that too. So we went at it on Twitter for a few minutes. <laughs> Did you watch Lost? Oh, yeah. I you did? Lost. I yep. did, too. Yeah, that was a and great I, show. Actually, I just learned the other day that Fit watched Lost, too, so we're going to have to talk about it. Oh, yeah. It's been it's been a couple years since I've, you know, because we, we watched the last episode, of course, when it aired. But mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I, that show, we got we totally got into that show, too. So I was leveling my druid a few days ago, mm-hmm. and I was out doing quests because I was waiting on a queue that never came and a very interesting thing happened an alliance player who was flagged walked up to me and kind of got in my way it's like dude what are you doing i don't want to click on you i'm level 17 or 18 i don't remember and you're level 85 if i click on you you're going to kill me please go away was he flagged yes he was flagged (laughs) so i'm saying oh man what's going on here so i kind of went around him and pulled a mob and then he blew up the mob for me. <laughs> so whoa. So I pulled another mob and he blew that one up. He decided to quest with me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I, think it could have been one of our listeners? <laughs> it may have been. I, I slash mooded him a bunch of times and he slash mooed back. And <laughs> That's awesome. And I think we did four or five quests together. And it was really neat because he knew exactly what I was doing. I, I'd pull a I'd pull a mob and he'd blow it up and we'd, I'd go collect things and he'd stand around to protect me and wait for me <laughs> to tag it so I would get the XP for it. How cool was that? He accident, accidentally killed a quest giver though. Oh no. <laughs> the got, quest giver got, went after him? Yeah. He got a little too close and the quest giver who was at like level 20 went after him and it wouldn't stop so he had to kill the quest giver. So it was a few minutes before I could turn that quest in. I would have stood there and slash cried. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't do it on purpose. So I, I know. And, but yeah, it was really neat. to. And I, I had a couple of guildies. I had told the guild what was going on, and they offered to come protect me. <laughs> but uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't threatening in any way. And uh, when we were done, we waved goodbye, and I thanked him. And he welcomed me, and that was it. So I would like to thank Epic Heels, an alliance priest, as heels with a Z for uh, for leveling with me. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, if you're if he's happening to be a listener, man, that would be super cool. That's pretty. Like, that's yeah, cool. I would like him to get in contact with us. Just send us a, a send me an email, Rem at TorrenThinkTank.com, because um, if you are a listener, I think that'd be really cool. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you made Rem's night. That was yeah. for sure. I'll tell you, come find me. I've had a couple of people uh, whisper me while I was leveling. That's, that's kind of neat. Sometimes they get in the way, though. I'm trying to do my business, and they keep asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> Internet celebrity. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, it's the problem when you put your character name out there, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's part of the fun of it. You know, yes. That's the whole lot. If you want to follow my journey, go to tornthinktank.com slash blog. And uh, every night that I level, hopefully it'll be more nights now that we're moving to Sundays. Yeah. I'll, I'll be able to uh, update more. Um, I added something in here in the notes right before we came on the air because I, I usually I log into the game. Before we go on, before we start recording the show, just to see yeah. if anything's going on, and I wanted to tell you why I love playing on a roleplay server. I'm interested in hearing this. It's because every, especially with transmog, it's really made it a lot more diverse, a lot more fun. People will walk by you in their RP walks, showing off their new clothes. Everyone's polite to an extent, <laughs> and uh, and and most of them are just ready to engage in some spontaneous RP. It's like that time on our first episode when I talked about me mooing at uh, some alliance players during the Dark Moon Fair. I, you know, you can't, you're not going to find that stuff on a PvP or even PV server. I, I feel like the community is closer on an RP server. Yeah, I think that you're so that, right. It's, yeah. it's definitely. I that's kind of why I've always played on RP servers. I haven't RP'd in probably since my days playing City of Heroes, which has been about six, seven years ago. But the community on an RP server is definitely a different, it's just a different vibe. You know, with the people who are spending the time to build a character story and to engage in conversation like their character would if they were real, it takes it takes a certain kind of personality. And most people are pretty, they're pretty open. They're willing to work with you, polite and uh, that's what I love about an RP server, too. I also love the people on an RP server who insult the people on an R- RP server for RPing. I know. I know. <laughs> like, you didn't know when you rolled your character that you made your character on an RP server. Come on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rant over. <laughs> yes. Um, the the Death Knight Tier 14 came out this week. Yes. What'd you and think? And I was scared, but I have to say, I actually like it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it's not over the top, and nope. it's not goofy. It looks like a, a piece of functional armor that you would wear. So I am fine with it. It's got little glowy skulls on the shoulders. So you're always <laughs> going to have a skull. I'm sorry. I'm just picturing a piece of functional armor that you would wear on a night out of the town. It's kind of what I was just thinking of you saying there. But think about the armor we've had in game. Like the armor I have on my tune now, I got these big bony shoulders yeah. that you wouldn't be able to walk through a doorway with. How do you fight in those things? <laughs> you use your shoulders to stab them in the eye. Right, right. Says so I play a torn, so I can go down into bull stance and charge. Yeah. Who needs what? Yeah. So I Rem does like the Death Knight tier fourteen, so I'm happy for that. Well, now the Blizzard devs can feel satisfied and happy that Rem likes your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the meat of this show. Yes. Let's dive into the think tank. What do we have tonight, Jules? Well, I would like to start out actually with an update from. Oh, okay. I know. This is pretty cool. Um, I got an update from our friend R from episode four 
Um, R was in a casual guild who never started guild guild events on time, if at all. And um, it was really nice to hear back from R, and this is what they said. I took your advice of no one knows how you feel until you tell them, and I laid it out in an email to our guild leader yesterday. She responded today and basically said that she would hate she would hate to lose me, but understands if I have to leave. Kind of how I expected that to go. So I guess I now need to decide, do I stay or do I go? I'm leaning towards going. Quitting WoW isn't actually an option. I remember after sending the first email that I signed up for the annual past, pass and was super late to the party, so I'm locked in through May of next year. Also, right after you discussed my issue, you two were talking about how the guild leveling system isn't always a good thing. That's another issue to this. Le- leaving a level 25 guild with all those perks, I'm not exalted yet on any of my tunes, but that's still a lot of rep I hate to lose. See? Mm-hmm. We, it was kind of like we knew, <laughs> but I, I thought that was a really, it was first of all, great to hear an update because I just love that feedback to know that something is happening positively, or at least something is happening for somebody after we, they've sent us an email and heard our advice. Um, and it sounds like R has, um, has a decision to make. Um, and she, and this person and I talked for, um, I, I can say she at least, you know, it's fine. We can use gender. Um, we talked for a couple of emails back and forth and she actually checked out our guild and has put in an application to our guild. So, yep. That's um, awesome. yeah. And, you know, I just, I love that we're able to, um, to have that outlet too. And we're not doing this podcast as a recruitment tool, but it is certainly a nice perk. Um, to you know, let people know that we're out there, and if you want to join our guild and you're on the Warmest Accord server, you're thinking about it. You know, hopefully we're offering an option for people who need a place, a place called home. So yeah. we're not going to be for everybody, but I love the fact that we are getting some people to apply to our guild from hearing our show. And not to not to promote our guild any more than we have, <laughs> but we are exactly the type of guild that a lot of people are just looking for some a place that's friendly mm-hmm. that is helpful that does things every once in a while uh and uh, not full of jerks <laughs> at least not everybody's a jerk well, <laughs> nobody in my guild is a jerk. no nobody in our guild is a jerk i'm kidding except me yeah well you know rem will grat you when yep. you you know when you blink so somebody somebody noticed uh, that i'm always on top of the grats last night <laughs> that was funny <laughs> That was hysterical <laughs> because it's true every time in capital letters. Grats. Well, you know what happened? Now I feel like I have to grats. Like I can't miss anything. So we're in the middle of raid. Yeah, we're in the middle of a boss fight, and I see an, uh, an achievement. I got oh grats. <laughs> oh please, screw that! I'm in the middle of healing a heroic fight. <laughs> I still stand by that. You know, you hit level 85, and I see that I'll be trying to eke out a grats to you when I'm done healing, but. <laughs> I'm not being a meanie pants on this one. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to keep my tank alive. So you guys, the only jerk in our guild is Jules. I know. (laughs) Sorry. Cat's out of the bag. (laughs) Read emails, Jules. (laughs) Fine. Wait, we are punchy tonight. Okay. We have two questions tonight for the think tank. The first one says, hi, Jules and Rem. I would like to start out by saying how just how glad I am to have stumbled across your podcast. I listen to many WoW podcasts, and yours caught my attention by dealing with the social side of WoW, both in and out of the game. I've downloaded the previous episodes, and I'm now on to episode three. Woot, woot. Anywho, here's my question. What were you going to say? I said, woot. 
Anywho, here's my question. As a currently unemployed 27-year-old gal, I find myself playing WoW all day while my boyfriend is at work instead of looking for work myself. Mm. I know what I should be doing. <laughs> I hear your little nose there. I know what I should be doing, but I've been a bit sad that I ha- cannot seem to find work, so I would rather make progress in WoW than none at all in my real life. Any advice you have on the subject is greatly appreciated. Thank you for the great the great work on the podcast, and I look forward to more episodes. Sincerely, Catalaria from Nazgrel, aka Disney Girl eighty five on Twitter. I'm sorry, I can't read tonight for some reason. That's okay. Blah blah blah. Okay. Would you like me to read for you? <laughs> Will you hold my hand, please? Sure. <laughs> you could read the next question if you so desire. All right. Well, let's get through this. Let's one answer. First. Let's answer Cat's question though. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, don't give up in finding work. No. Right. It's tough. It's very, very tough out there, but you got to start somewhere. And I don't know if something comes up, don't say no, just get out there and start making money. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't give up. You got to stay persistent in finding a job. I'm lucky enough to have the job I have. And if I ever lost it, I'd be in big trouble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have you ever been unemployed for a long period of time, Rem? Um, I have been unemployed for a not a long period of time, but a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, <laughs> right after I got married, mm-hmm. I lost oh, a job. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and it was a month before I found a new one, and okay. that was it. Was very depressing, and I and I know what it's like to get down on yourself when you're unemployed and nothing seems to be working. But you have to stay positive. You have to stay persistent, and you have to go after everything. I ended up taking a job with a temp agency mm-hmm. just because it was something and it provided some sort of income. First of all, you can't play WoW if you can't pay for it. That's absolutely right. Right. And um, yeah, so you got to make money. Uh, with your boyfriend working and you're playing WoW all day, oh, that's that's kind of a tough one because I know if I came home to find my wife not doing anything other than playing video games, I might have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have it, my advice for that would be ease back on the wow a little bit, contribute a little more at home. I don't know if you live together or not, but make sure dinner's ready. <laughs> just do something so it doesn't seem like you're just sitting around all day playing video games. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a bad uh, impression to make. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, what do you I think about this, Jules? For I keep going. Oh no, it's fine. I um, you're saying a lot of what I was going to say about this. Um, Part of what happens when you're discouraged about finding work and you're constantly being just either not answered at all or being turned down for, you know, sorry, but we're not going to hire you kind of things is that it it starts to generate this feeling of just, you know, it's a it's a form of depression Mm -hmm. in a way. I and wow is a diversion to get away from the reality of life in that way. But it's not helping anything if you're just playing well all day and not trying to put yourself out there to find a job. And that's where, you know, it's going to be a fight. It's really difficult, but you have to set boundaries to yourself and say, okay, I will only allow myself to play wow after I have done these four things to make sure that I have done the, you know, the job search. So I will, go to, I will make sure that I call my temp agencies and see if they are, see if they have anything for me, or I will do my search on monster or on career builder or on, you know, all of that. I certainly understand how it feels to be, to be depressed like that. You're feeling like 
you know, there's no hope and you're not getting anywhere. And so you might as well just do something. But I, my, my strong advice to Kat is to set limits right away. Set yourself some limits and say, I will allow myself to play WoW, but I'm only going to do it for this amount of time. Or I'm only going to do it after I have done X, Y, or Z beforehand and set yourself some goals to do it. When I was going through my period of unemployment, I I set goals for myself. I did not allow myself to sleep late. Mm -hmm. I would get up at the normal time that a normal person going to work would do. I would set a period of time for looking for a job. Yep. And I would also set time to do stuff around the house. I, I put yep. a whole new uh, drainage system in <laughs> outside of my house. I uh, bought pipes and dug a whole thing without – I taught myself plumbing kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I kept myself busy so I wouldn't feel depressed about myself. And I was accomplishing things as little as they were you know, around the house. And, and just, just keep going and keep persevering and realize that WoW is a game and – Doing as much as you can to your character in game while it feels good to you, I don't want to say it's it, – in the end of the day, it doesn't matter because it does. It matters to you. But it's not as important as you might think it is. Does is that, is that, is that sound harsh, Jules? No, it doesn't sound harsh, but it's it, it, it's trying – like setting a goal to f- further your character is setting a goal, but it's not the most productive goal to help you find a job. Yeah. That's what you're saying, right? Yes. And, and a whole bunch of other words. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I feel I feel it. I mean, the one thing I would also mention, too, is if you're feeling down about finding a job and you're just kind of kind of covering up the pain, the frustration, the depression by playing, wow, it makes it that much harder to switch gears and be in job search mode. Like what oh, yeah. happens if you if someone like calls you for an interview and you're in the middle of a dungeon, you know, and that's, it's just, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be playing at all. And I'm not saying that at all, but I think that I know what it feels like to also become like you get yourself out of mental work mode. So your brain doesn't work the same way as you would be if you were at work. You're kind of in more, you're in down mode. You're in, you're in casual mode and you're in, in play mode, but to switch between that and to go back into professional mode, it, that muscle needs to be kind of worked. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're going to lose it if you don't keep working it. So even if that means doing housework, even if that means um, doing something to, like I said, like Rem said, make dinner or um, make sure the dishes are done or, you know, clean out some closets, it's something that feels productive, even though it's not enjoyable, will kind of work that muscle. Yeah. And, uh, at the end, you know, walk into your local deli and say, "Hey, <laughs> I want to bag groceries." Yeah, just something, just something start to keep somewhere. you busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't ever get down on yourself. I would. It doesn't even matter what kind of job you end up finding. I would never look down on somebody who was working, no matter what type of job it was. Absolutely. I mean, yep. you you could be you could be serving fast food, but it's a job. Yep. And you know, it's. I had a friend um, who was in that position for some time, and. She alternated between um, working at a you know grocery store doing um, checkout and working at a vet clinic doing little things like that and you know just lots of little odd jobs here and there just to kind of make ends meet until she found something that would be long term. Mm-hmm. So it, you know and it, there's there's plenty of stuff out there now. I know that the market is definitely tough, but 
there's always a place that's looking for work somewhere, even if it isn't necessarily in your pay scale. And so. as as much as many, uh, okay, I'm, I've done a lot of things in WoW that I never thought I would do. You know, heroic raiding, um, guild, uh, guild uh, being a guild officer, raid leading. All those things are cool, but nothing beats the feeling of being able to come home and see my kids and hold a new tire swing in front of them. Say, hey, look what daddy got you. Mm -hmm. You know, so as, as much joy and accomplishment you think you get out of the game, it's even better in real life. Mm-hmm. And you won't be able to play WoW at some point if you don't have more money to yeah. pay for the subscriptions. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I I apologize if we're coming. We're hopefully not coming off luxury here. Um. You know, we don't want to be harsh either because it's it's tough and we understand no. how tough it is because we've been there. But you know, it's sometimes you just need a kick and to to set yourself some boundaries here, Cat will probably do you a world of good because mm -hmm. you've kind of let things slip a little bit, it sounds like. And it's time to pick yourself up by the bootstraps, as they say, and take control of the situation, the things that you can control. And it, you'll feel a lot better at the end of the day. It will not feel like you've just slogged through a day without doing anything productive. Right. So do you want me to read the next email or would you like Why to? not? Let's shake it up. Let's do something different. <laughs> All right. Tank of Thinking Torin. I've played WoW off and on since vanilla and have never managed to hit level cap. My problem has always been a case of altaholism, probably due to the ooh, shiny nature of WoW and partially to my own ADHD regarding class playstyles. I will play a character for 15 to 20 hours in a week, farming lobby, running dungeons, playing the auction house, running battlegrounds and then get pulled away from WoW entirely. When I come back, usually in a couple of days, I just don't have any desire to play that character. Most people say that if, it's, if that's what I like to do, and I must enjoy it, why else would I do it, not to worry. However, I'm afraid that there's tons of content that I could be seeing and that I want to see, only I don't have the characters capable of seeing it. Currently, thanks to the Scroll of Resurrection, I have an 81 Druid that I plan to end up running LFR with soon, although it's more likely I'll just farm heirlooms for a rogue hunter monk. What do I do to focus on just one character so that I can feel like I'm getting the most out of my 15 bucks? Thanks, Ian Explosion slash Gloomkin, many, many servers and characters. Well, Ian, <laughs> I don't know what you, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I had to with this. I know, I... We just got this question today, so I hadn't had a lot of time to think about this. Um, I thought about it on the way home, actually, as I was driving. I have like a 30-minute commute to go home. So This is tough to answer because it's very obvious that you don't like playing one tune. And for us to tell you just to focus on one tune to the end is probably not going to help you very much. It, it, I, I was initially I was thinking I was like okay well you have a druid so you can just dual spec your druid to all hack and hell if you just want to pay the money to switch the specs again because you got tired of doing DPS and healing and you wanted to do tank and healing instead then you don't have to switch characters to do it and but there's still a lot of different things that you're mentioning here like farming lobbies and running dungeons and you know it's like a lot of this you could probably do with one character if you if you so wanted, but I feel like there's I still want to keep saying it's like well you're having fun so why change it? 
You know, what I would suggest, now that I'm thinking about it, Ian, is to make a list of things you want to do in the game. Yeah. Uh, whether it's going to complete the whole zone of, what's that over there, um, uh, Darkshore. Or if you want to run a bunch of dungeons and get an achievement, or if you just want to farm for the Vial of the Sands, or if you want to start raiding, make make a list of things you want to do, and then just go one by one. So that way you're changing things every few days, so you're doing something different, and you're starting to get things done that you want to get done. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes actually great sense. I, I've been hearing from other podcasts that people are kind of making what they call a cat a, a cat a bucket list. Oh, things yeah. that they want to do before that cat before cat ends and Mr. Pandaria comes out because let's face it, once the Ushiny comes back for the Mr. Pandaria, who's going to go back to the cataclysm stuff that they wanted to do? So they're making it a bucket list kind of thing like I'm going to do this before MOP drops. Yeah. And I think that's an excellent idea because it actually will allow you to choose the things like in his email, Ian said, I'm afraid that there's tons of content that I could be seeing and that I want to see only I don't have ca- characters capable of seeing it. Well, what's that content? What exactly do you want to see that you feel like you're missing out on mm-hmm. and tell yourself that because otherwise you're just going to keep going on the hamster wheel. <laughs> yeah, And if you have 15 to 20 hours that you put into to doing one thing, that's plenty of time to to get yourself up to 85 with that druid and uh, and seeing some of that content you might want to see. Yeah, and I think I think tonight's theme is you need to focus yourself because <laughs> I I know that I feel like that's that's very true. I mean, I I have to say I pretty much kind of flown by the seat of my pants by the whims that I ever came across. So, you know, if I decided that I was going to play an alt, I would just play an alt. If I came on the line and I was like, oh, today I'll just farm herbs and make sure I've got enough for cauldrons. Okay, I'll just do that. But then I got bitten by the bug for the Bile of the Sands, which you guys heard about in the earlier episodes. And I put myself to the task and said that every free moment that I had in WoW, I was going to log in and, and do my archaeology. And that meant if we were, you know, if I'm talking on on mumble during an officer meeting i'm farming if i'm um coming online a few minutes early before raid i'm farming and i just i set myself some rules i said okay i'm not going to play an alt i'm not going to do any other things that i unless i direly need to do it yep um so we dropped my uh, squishy ball oh <laughs> uh, i thought you were going to try to say something and i'm like oh, i should no no I, i'm coming at you because and actually i I try to be like you, Jules, and, and try to find something I want to do and focus on it. My problem is everything I do revolves around raiding. That's what I do with my main tune, and everything I do has to help my raiding in some way. So as much as I want to take my main rem and go do a whole bunch of quests I haven't seen, oh, I need to go get some gear, I need to get some gems, I need to cut some gems, I need to find a flask, I need to do this and that. And by the time I finally get done... With all the raiding prep, I've run out of time. <laughs> well, surprisingly, now that you've put yourself to the task to level an alt, you're doing it. Yes, and I'm, I'm tr- that's another thing. It's finding the time to do it, and I'm trying as best as I can. Um, but if I think I would have an easier time leveling the druid if I wasn't so focused on raiding with the main tune. So I need to to defocus, if that's a word, <laughs> myself a little bit to do Unfocus. the things I want to do. Unfocus. Refocused. Slightly unfocused. <laughs> Defocatize. Um, yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good one. Word. 
defocatize. <laughs> I, I that's what I, I need to to come out of the raiding mentality a little bit to do the th- other things that I want to do. So it's you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, make make a list and 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 try to pick out the things you want to do and 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 hit them and and try to focus on those things till you get them done. There you go. Defocatize. <laughs> I'm jotting it down because I think this is the name of our show. <laughs> You must defocatize. Um, <laughs> um, so he, I think Ian is is kind of torn here from what he's talking about. Honestly, Ian, just do what makes you happy. We don't get a lot of free time in this life. So do tell what me. makes you happy. What did you say? They tell me about it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, do what makes you happy. And if making you happy is something that's just kind of on a whim where I'm like, oh, I'm going to farm or oh, I'm going to run a dungeon and that's cool. But otherwise, it sounds like you're kind of feeling on that torn side. So maybe split it across the middle and give yourself some goals and say, OK, the time that I play, I'm going to split it in half and say that I'll focus myself on these tasks for half of my wow play time. And the rest of it, I'll just kind of let it let myself play on my whims. Right. Maybe that's so, a compromise too. Yeah. So I hope that helps you, Ian. And um, you know, let us know how you're doing. We'd love to hear yeah. back. Guys, please definitely when you email us and we answer your question, it's awesome if we hear back from you and let let us know how it's going and what you've done or plan to do. And if our feedback is full of bunk or if you if you took it and, and ran with it. So please let us know because this is a show about you and we want to hear what happens after. Please. <laughs> and, uh, I had a debate topic, Jules, but I'm gonna I'm gonna table that for the moment. I think that will be more fun with Coltrane. Coltrane. Okay, we can do that. That's we're gonna good. hold that for our next recording on Sunday. So hey guys, are you listening to the Ego Networks podcast? You what? better be. No. Yes, <laughs> just as Jules <laughs> said, you better be because there's a bunch of great podcasts on the Ego Network lineup including us. So you can check out the Mana Cooler or even Empire for Life, Twizcast, Horde for Life, uh, CRR, the Dark Moon Herald, Hearthcast, the Massive Cast. And uh, yeah, all Ego Networks. You find them at egonetworks.com. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, we are a part of the family. We are, and we're really excited too. It's been uh, it's been a blast. Yeah, and they're all great people. So mm-hmm. uh I don't know, Jules, you want to talk about some of these awesome people that we work with? Sure. So uh, instead of shout outs, why why the heck don't we just call them Slash Moose? So that's what I decided to do. So our shout outs are now known as Slash Moose. Our Slash Moose for this week, um, Rich Fisher and Dustin Turley at the Horde for Life podcast. Thank you guys so much for your most recent episode, Slash Moo to you. Kevin and Apsana at the Dark Moon Herald podcast. Slash Moo. Let's get on it, guys. Dark yeah. Moon Herald. Yeah, we would love to do that. I, I I think Rem just wants to get dunked in the, the dunk tank. <laughs> not the think tank, the dunk tank. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Slash um, Moo, guys. <laughs> Root and Freckle Face at Hearthcast. They gave us a great shout out on their last episode as well. So Slash Moo to you guys. Um, and Sil, EJ, Rob, and Raven from the Girls Gone Wow podcast slash Moody, you guys. We're looking forward to maybe joining Girls Gone Wow in the next month or so. Taking a trip to Britain. <laughs> or at least trying to work out time zones. Um, 
and also a slash move to Twiz from Twizcast. Um, we um, actually heard our names on his most recent episode where he had the legendary Coltrane on his show. And uh, Coltrane mentioned our show. So much love to Twiz and to Coltrane, which, you know, we'll shower him with love in, in a couple days. And we um, will shower him. I want to give I want to give a nice fine shout out to the folks from the Horderly's Guild on the Deathwing server. Um, I've had an opportunity to chat with a lot of them, and specifically three um, on Twitter: Hend underscore Horderly's, Wowhoof, and Rob Copeland. I've been having a blast talking to you guys, so thank you um, for inviting me to chat with you. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a lot of fun. We've been uh, bantering a lot lately, and I love a good banter. <laughs> They need a they need a mobile platform for their chat room because this isn't fair. I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, we've been having a nice time just talking to them and through Twitter. And so thanks, guys. It's been an awesome time meeting you all. And I look forward to many more days to um, shoot the breeze. All right, Jules. So let's uh, let's bring this baby home. Like we said at the beginning of the show, we're going to be moving our recording time to Sunday evenings. Uh, so you're going to have a show this week. And a couple days from now, we will be recording again, so you're going to have a show right after that. Then there's going to be a little bit of a lull to make up for the time in between, mm-hmm. but we'll be back on a regular schedule. Um, I mean, we are on a regular schedule, but, well, you know what I mean. Our new schedule. So, our new schedule. Yes, Sundays. With the recording on Sunday, we're expecting the podcast to be available Monday or Tuesday at the latest. Yes, we, we moved our schedule just so we could force Fit to work harder. <laughs> like he needed anything more to do. Right. So I would like to thank, as always, Arcane the Fire Mage for providing his legendary voice to us. I would also like to thank the legendary Fit for giving us his legendary talents to put this podcast up into the legend. Ah, oh, stop it, Rem. <laughs> I was going to see how long you'd go. I just can't. <laughs> and if you want to get a hold of us, you can find Jules on Twitter at Jules the Tauren. You can find me at Remgar, R-E-M-G-H-A-R. And you can find the show at Torn Think Tank. You can find us on the web www.tornthinktank.com and follow me on my blog as I level my druid remix from one to the grand 85. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> might you actually see a little snippet guest appearance from me on the blog. I did one earlier. Yes, she week. did. And that address is tornthinktank.com slash blog. Mm-hmm. Jules, anything you want to leave us with? I think you covered everything. Thank you guys so much for your questions, for your submissions to the show. Um, thank you in um, in addition to Ian Explosion and Catalaria, blah, <laughs> for giving us your questions. To everybody that submitted to tell us one thing, um, we don't have a show without you guys. So please just give us your feedback, your questions, your submissions. We would love to hear them. If you want to send us audio files for a question, feel free to do that. We haven't had one yet, but we're use, we're going to try and work that out too. You're welcome to do that so we can hear your lovely voices. And um, that's it. All right. And to those of you who have told me on Twitter about my lovely voice and how much you enjoy it, first of all, what's wrong with you? And second, thank you. <laughs> You, uh, you warm my heart. Hey guys, Coltrane, coming on Sunday. So we'll see you soon, and as always, Slash Moo, everybody. Slash Moo.
You're listening to Torin Think Tank, a presentation of Stormride Productions. But the things I want to say are just going to piss people off. Why would you do that? Oh, hey, my mom listened to the show. She listened to episode one and episode three, well, parts of it. You're getting good feedback. <clears throat> um, hold on, i got to work the thing through my head. The thing with the thing with my hands in my head. In my head, the voices. Dear God, the voices. Deep breath. <laughs> oh no <laughs> you're so screwed you have plenty of satisfying high-pitched singing to put in oh boy nice job <laughs> are you even listening i no, i wasn't i'm sorry fit has a point yeah yeah <laughs> you're gonna dilate your eyeballs balls you're so dumb <laughs> I love you, but you're dumb. Still recording you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to be as quiet as possible and let the train wreck continue. Okay, I got it. I got it. You okay, Jules? <laughs> no. Oh, thank God this didn't happen while we were recording. Jeez, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rem. Yeah, that's off limits, too. Yeah, it has no relevant bearing to anything, so, yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> I know my meltdown's going in there. You have, you, you are, you are heartless. Heartless, sir, heartless. No, heartful. Heart. Hurtful. Full of heart. It sounds like hurtful. You're being hurtful. <laughs> Heather, can we, we got to get serious for a second here. Okay. Yeah, serious. Serious faces. I want to reply to him, but I don't want to sound too fanboyish. <laughs> That's going to be hard for you. And cut. And cut.